The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So in my series of going behind the scenes in the uh, AEW world, we've done it with Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, and we did it with Raphael Morphy, the ticket broker and promoter, and now we've got Chris Stell, who is uh, AEW's... I was trying to figure, is it, is it Seamster? <laughs> no, you know, we just decided to come up with a wardrobe artist. Wardrobe <laughs> we'll just go with that for it now. used to be the Seamstresses, <laughs> and, 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 and now it's the, the wardrobe artist... Uh, Chris Estelle and basically you make all of my stuff Mm -hmm. now and it's not a lot it's not like it used to be but I still need some stuff done here and there absolutely Um, and and so how did you and I end up working together I think it was uh, you had got some work done from Sandra right and uh, I needed to alter it and then I asked you (laughs) I said hey you mind if I make you a pair and then we did the Lionheart and then uh, that's right yeah I was doing the Lionheart last year with Mox where I had the entire old uh, look yep and i went to a storage room to try and find the original and i couldn't and i said well if kiss was going to do you know costumes from the 70s they wouldn't wear the exact same ones to get <laughs> right. new ones made. <laughs> right, right so then we went and did that uh, and uh, i think that was for me that was a highlight you know for me to do that and then we just started doing the you gave me a pair of pants and said hey could you you know work on these and work together and then yeah, yeah. How did you? Uh, how long had you been working in AEW that works? So, obviously, Sandra started here. So, Sandra, we can go into some of the, the history of the wardrobe people that I've worked with. She used to work with WCW, mm-hmm. and then I think probably through Cody and Brandy, she ended up being kind of the original AEW yeah. wardrobe maker. Absolutely. So, how did you end up getting involved here? So, uh, there I knew this kid. His name was uh, Darian Begston. I was making gear for the independents, and uh, he liked my stuff. And so uh, the show was coming through Kansas City, and I was asked to show up, and I shook Sandra's hand. I had some gear for uh, uh, Fuego del Sol at the time. I'd made some new stuff, and it was really nice, and she liked it, and I dropped off my portfolio, per se. And then that Friday, she called me and said, hey, we'd love to have you on the road. And So she was kind of the boss of the wardrobe department. Absolutely. She ran it, and uh, she taught me so much. I mean, I was... It was trial by fire for me, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect that. And so when I got here, uh, I got right to work, and I've been working ever since. So, so you met, so, I mean, obviously you are a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. How did you get into start making wardrobe in the first place? I, like as a kid, like, or, or was it your job prior to working here? No, actually, I, uh, I did 10 years in the Navy, and I used to alter my own uniforms because it'd take forever for me to get them back. 
And if I have new stuff, I want to wear it as soon as I can. Right. And uh, so I did that. And then um, I was wrestling on the independence for a little while. And then a friend of mine, Marty Bell, she asked me to fix something for her. And I knew I I could do it. Yeah, I knew I could do it. And uh, I fixed it. And then I said, you know, maybe I'll make you like maybe I'll make you a whole set. And she was the very first person I ever made gear for. She was the first. Yeah, this is all her fault. (laughs) You know. The, so were you when you were like a, a wrestling? Oh, you're still a wrestling fan, but were you attracted to the the guys and girls with the wilder costumes? That something that stood out to you, and you absolutely the uh, obviously when I was way younger, the Ultimate Warrior. You know his whole presentation, the you know the bright colors and the tassels and things like that. And then uh, my favorite wardrobe uh, has always been the Undertaker's. Um, it's you know he does so many different things, and uh, but it's all within the same vein of you know uh, just how you would present him and uh, so I've always loved his and then you know just through the years even when I was in the Navy I'd watch on the uh, Armed Forces Network in the middle of the ocean they'd they'd air the pay-per-views and I'd love to see what everybody was wearing because pay-per-view time is always special gear time and that was always my favorite kind of time to watch. Before we talk more about, about being in the wardrobe, I've never talked to anybody that's been in the Navy before. So, so tell me a little bit about you're you're watching pay per views in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, the, how, <laughs> how is that even possible? And what ocean are you in? And kind of where where are some of the places that you went to during your time? You said ten years, right? Yeah, the, the whole decade, it, and it was wow. a privilege uh, to serve this great country. Well, thank you for your service, oh, for sure. I had way too much fun, <laughs> you know. So, but uh, I was on the USS George Washington, Event seventy three. And uh, I went to Brazil, Australia, China, Japan. I lived in Japan for three years, mm. and uh, that was wonderful. And uh, I guess the pay-per-view networks had a deal with the Armed Forces Network to stream the pay-per-views to Iraq and you know uh, with the, all the war zones for free. And if you had a TV and had the Armed Forces Network, you could watch them. So right there on the USS George Washington in the middle of half the time we didn't even know where we were yeah. but in the middle of the ocean we were all down there watching the pay-per-view and is wrestling fairly popular on the george washington absolutely yeah. we would get in arguments <laughs> in the in our birthing areas over you know who was the best or you know who uh who had the best match and you know your typical wrestling arguments sure, sure. you know for people in the middle of the ocean <laughs> how many uh mariners soldiers what do you call them sailors Mar- sailors sorry <laughs> yeah. how many sailors were there on a, on the ship uh five thousand it's a floating city for wow. sure. So yeah. it's almost like, because like when I do the Jericho cruise, that holds about, I think there's about 3,000 or 3,500. Mm-hmm. So this boat is a giant, giant boat. It's a, yeah, the aircraft carrier holds the uh, airplanes and it holds the helicopters and it holds us and anything else we need to carry. You know? So what is your kind of daily routine if you're in the middle of the Indian Ocean? Or yeah, whatever? we work out 12-hour shifts. So 12 on, 12 off. I was a master at arms, uh, technically a police officer. So, you know, we weren't very popular, but... Mm-hmm. We'd wake up, you know, we'd make sure everybody was still there, and then uh, we'd just patrol the boat, look for hazards and people doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. I guess it's kind of a floating city. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You got a little bit of everything on there. And uh, Was there ever any danger on there? Uh, I was actually aboard the ship when um, it caught fire. That was the most scary experience was I ever had. Was that was in the news? Absolutely. I remember hearing the George Washington. <laughs> George Washington was on fire, and uh, we were in the middle of the ocean, and... Uh, we had to limp into San Diego, and we were there for six months. Love San Diego, but so you're lucky that you were close enough to port to be able to get in. To be able to get there, because you know we were we could still float. You know, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of the it takes a lot to put those things underneath. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was very scary. I mean, uh, the fire burned so hot. You know, it's all metal, and it would bubble up the metal. It was you know so hot, but nobody died, and uh, that was the. So you're basically you know. just you're patrolling mm-hmm. the waters 
for you know any type of enemy any types of threats or if uh, anticipated threats yeah. <laughs> things like that I saw that now with the the you know, Palestine and Israeli issues with Hamas mm-hmm. they're sending out the the ships the, warships, the strike groups yeah. the strike troops so mm-hmm. are those like aircraft carrier types? carriers destroyers frigates subs they you know if they're part of that strike uh, strike group they'll go out there and uh, just patrol the area and just just be there. And had there been a conflict at the time you were on board, you would have done the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We were part of the 7th Fleet that was over in Japan. And uh, it was easily the proudest thing I've ever physically done in my life was serve the country. That's and, great. Uh, yeah. But again, I had way too much fun while I was doing it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a real sailor. <laughs> so, um, swear like a sailor, drink like a sailor. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so like a sailor. So now you, you, you're back, and we were talking about Marty Bell. So, so this very first, I, I call them costumes, outfits, sure. wardrobe. I've always called them costumes. The first costume that you make, is she just saying, have at it? Yeah, she said, have at it, and it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> so no, no, what did you try and do with it? <laughs> with the shorts yeah. and the tops. You know, I had never made anything like that before, so I used all the wrong elastic. I used, you know, it was just a trial by fire thing for me, and... Uh, she wore it, I think it was when in one of the Shimmer calendars or something, uh-huh. and she showed it to me, and I was like, why on God's green earth? Would you, you had so many other things you could wear, and this was bad. But she, uh, she was the first, and then the second person, the first male that I uh, did gear for was Jeremy Wyatt uh, in Kansas City. He's uh, been a mentor of mine for years, and uh, had a failure on his, too. Uh, he has stars along the sides of his legs, and first time up, he goes out there, and a star falls off. And I was like, <laughs> did you glue them on or something? No, it was it's the vinyl that we used, and it yeah. wasn't pressed. I didn't use the right vinyl. I wasn't smart to uh, how to actually do it. And and you know, he could have been right there and said, you should probably quit and not do this ever again. <laughs> but he encouraged me, and he said, no, get the right stuff and do it again, and I'll wear it again. And then uh, I made him several sets after that, and then somebody told somebody, somebody told somebody else, and here I am. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. How does it work? Like, for example, you mentioned with Marty, you're going back to the very first ones that you make. Like, do you take measurements of people? And, mm-hmm. and so, kind of explain the process. Like, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, I want you to make me a pair of tights. Right. The process My gimmick is, is the rock and roll rebel, <laughs> you know, Jerry Johnson. And I want you to make me a pair. Of, no, that's better. J- Jerry Jet Fuel. <laughs> Jerry Jet Fuel. I need you to make like me that. a pair of tights. I don't, I don't know what I want to do, um, but, uh, but I need you to help me. So, Let's, so, let's go through the process. So with a name like Jet Fuel, we obviously have to do tassels. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to be loud with the colors. Uh, first thing I do is we get your measurements, your waist, your inseam, your outseam, and, you know, what kind of fabric you want to use. What look are you trying to, you know, give off? Because that's the biggest part. Sure. You know, what are you trying to look like? What do you want to present? And uh, I've gotten pretty good at kind of knowing what people, you know, like if I uh, work with Ruby Soho, I just know it what'll look good on her and and you know and uh with your pants i was like oh this you know i think we had the conversation when i was going to do the pants the jacket was the main event mm-hmm. and so i said okay so just the pants need to be subtle right, right, right. you know so 
but th- and then the process, we discuss it, and then I get to work. So yeah, because when you're talking about like like you mentioned Ruby Soho, so you're obviously know okay she likes kind of the punk rock type mm-hmm. vibe. Absolutely. Um, so what you're talking about a fit, a look? You said you just know what's gonna go good for her. Uh, color wise and. Uh, a look like she was doing like a more sports bra kind of thing before and I did I'd done a couple for and then I switched it and to make it give it a little more of a sexy vibe and then uh, you know her she does one pant leg and so we switched one to just from fabric to mesh so you could still see through it mm-hmm. and then you know they're doing the neon green colors neon greens an easy color to work with and so you could pair it with a lot of different things and then obviously the fit, does she want it low cut? Does she want it up a little bit? You know, how low does she want it to come down in the back when she, you know, takes a bump or is sitting down? Um, that's where it gets kind of tricky. Right. But other than that, we get the sizes, we get the ideas, and we get to work. Do you, um, like, have a lot of influence, per se, like when someone works with, like, for example, with us, we've worked together quite a few times. I trust you. Like, yeah. when we'll get into some of the stuff that I've had. I need some purple stuff or whatever. Like, with her, does she just say, I need a new set of stuff. What do you got? You know, she'll just say, hey, uh, I'm having a match at, you know, whatever pay-per-view and she'll say maybe kind of want to do these colors and then i say okay is there anything else she's like no i trust you and i walk away mm-hmm. you know it's a very simple process with her and i've i've gained a lot of people's trust here you know soraya being one of them mm-hmm. uh i got to do her comeback gear and then i did the uh wembley gear and you know so so let's talk about that because obviously she'd been you know when she first showed up in AW mm-hmm. in, in new york that's a big deal absolutely she, you know anytime somebody new comes especially somebody of her name value right. so what kind of requirements did she give you what kind of pressures did you put on yourself to do this I, well, first and foremost the pressure was you know that's Soraya so you have to make sure that this works no matter what this is going to be your fault if it looks bad and so with her it was just you know she gave me kind of what she was going for the strappy leather bra kind of thing she looks great in um, black leather was it all black or some red uh, there was no that first one was all black, black. and then uh, the first one was actually a replica of another bra that didn't actually work out but then we got the right fit and we've been she hasn't worn anything else than anybody's made I think maybe once but uh, I've, I've done them all how about Wembley because it was a big night for her Wembley was probably my favorite that I've done for her we did the uh, the uh, flag on the cups of the of the top and then on her pockets in the back and just to see her uh, walk down the aisle and something that I made is you know i don't think people understand that don't do this like how accomplishing that feels you know she's in her hometown you know she's doing her thing and she chose to wear something i made Mm -hmm. same with you i think i text you Mm -hmm. like i never thought i'd see you perform in something i made and i you know i sort of checked that off my bucket list Mm -hmm. he worked with a musical artist and he performed in my stuff so uh, those are big, big um, accomplishments for me. And, you know. It's funny, too, because I like to get stuff made like when I have ideas for it, not knowing exactly when I'm going to wear it. And there's been two times when you made stuff and then had it dropped off, and afterwards you're like, is everything okay? Why did you? They go, oh, you're so hurt. I'm like, no, 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 it's so not hurt. time yet. The stuff looks great, dude. I just, I'm not wearing the green tonight. Well, usually how my schedule works is, you know, uh, I'll get home from uh, Dynamite on Thursday or I'll get home from Collision on Sunday. And the next day, somebody, or even that day, be like, hey, I need these pants for uh, this week. Yeah. And I'm like, well, and so anytime anybody, you know, from the show will text me, I'll say, okay, well, they need these for this week, so I got to make them now. And so then when, I think it was the green ones or something, yeah. and, I, and I was like, oh, my God. That <laughs> was the purple one. I had my mind, I'll wear the red ones tonight, the uh-huh. purple ones on the weekend, then purple ones on the show. We did right. Seattle, Stockton run. Right. And you had them for me on Dynamite 
for S- Seattle. I didn't wear them, and you're like, are they okay? I saw you wear the red ones. I'm like, oh, those are baby dudes. Right, I'm, just, I'm just trying not to get fired. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, it's one of those things. It's so cool. Like, for, for, I've always, because I've always been a huge proponent of you got to spend money to make money, and you got to look like a star. Absolutely. And I remember even my first match when I was just a kid, I made 40 bucks, and I was working at a bar, and I think my check was 200 bucks, and I was able to buy a pair of tights. Mm-hmm. That Luther's mom used to be a seamstress, so that's she used amazing. to make all of our stuff, and I was like, oh, wow. yellow and black, or I remember that there's a jacket right now that's out with the Corazon de Leon action figure. Mm-hmm. It's black with multi-rainbow colored tassels, yeah, and yeah. I said, I want a combination of Sergeant Pepper and the Rockers jacket, and she <laughs> made this thing, yeah. and you know, you look back on it, it's obviously it's it's not cheaply made because she was a great seamstress but the materials cheap yeah. money yeah you know, you're spending 50 bucks on these things but when you're only making 100 yeah half of it goes to the costumes it's important absolutely i tell people all the time uh, fabric is expensive yeah especially really nice fabric and you know I, I've, I've had to buy fabric that was 125 dollars a yard and i'm like you know i need three yards of this you know so obviously i'm not gonna eat that cost <laughs> like you're gonna eat that and uh but you know and there's been, you know, several times where some, you know, I'll get called and say, hey, this person needs an upgrade. Like, they're coming to TV, like, they need an upgrade. And so, and for me and Clint to, to get those phone calls is uh, special to us because, you know, the company, the company really does treat us very well. And they really do, they are mindful of our schedule. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if we can get them in, we will. Uh, but the company has always been very good to us on, like, you know, slow down on those guys. <laughs> but you also, so you get paid, obviously, to be here. Mm-hmm. And do you get paid on top of the outfits, like each outfit you get? Yeah, it, it, it just depends on who's buying it. Right. If, I, if I'm working with Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho's paying me. If I'm working, if I do, uh, like we did the Leatherface costume for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the company's obviously going to pay for that. Gotcha. Uh, Are you on salary as well? I get per appearance. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah gotcha. And, it's, and it's a great, it's a great ordeal That's for me. Awesome. It's wonderful for me. And uh, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one is a great example of something I'd never done before. We're talking about that because this is when there was a tie-in with the video game. Mm-hmm. You had to make a, a Leatherface. Who was Leatherface? Uh, Dean. The driver. Your driver. Dean Alexander, yeah. My driver. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Dean. <laughs> Shout out to Dean. So tell me about how you got that... Uh, how uh, much warning did you have to make that, and how did you do it? It was like maybe two weeks. Oh, <laughs> like it was not bad, but I started getting these emails, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be seeing these, you know. And uh, <laughs> but then I saw my name in there, and I was like, okay. Yeah, and they wanted to, uh, they wanted to rep- duplicate uh, the um, Leatherface outfit, and I had all the treatments and everything. And so I called Dean, and I said, Hey, man, we're gonna go shopping, and we gotta buy all this stuff. And we shopped for like all day. Right, and he got tired, and I got tired, and then we were finally just like, forget it. We just bought some stuff, and uh, my girl Natalie, she uh, is the um, horror movie enthusiast. She lo- she loves them, so she was just I was kind of telling her what I was going to do, and she was kind of you know you just go over there and sit down. Let me help you out, and uh, so she's really the mastermind behind it. But it was that was something that you know uh, we boiled the shirt in tea to make it dingy and nasty. Oh, nice. You know, that was something I didn't know we could do. You That's know, cool. I yeah. never thought of that. Makes sense. Right, yeah. I never, would have never thought of that. And uh, uh, the blood splatter was just paint. And uh, But then, you know, I saw a lot of online compliments that, you know, look movie quality. And I'm like, that was the pressure. Like, that's the point. Like, this is, no matter what people say, this is a TV show. Absolutely. You know, like, so. That's what when, I say. Right, when you go into it, you treat it like a TV show. People are watching this. Lots of people are watching. You don't want it to look bush league or not ready for prime time. You don't want it to look cheap. 
Right. Like an animatronic at you know Spirit of Halloween. You don't want it to look like that. You want it to look like that's an actual guy you can see in the parking right, lot. Right, right. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want to, but you know it's one of those things. And I also I, I like to do uh, when people change styles. I like to do stuff like that. Um, Example. Well, I mean, I, I, I you don't want to talk about Hobbs. I know what's going on, but you know he, you know, changed. He didn't wear a singlet last time. And he was freaking out over the biker shorts. And I, and I told him, I said, hey, man. Why is that? Because just, he just wasn't covered up enough, I guess. He, and he's, I, a giant, he's, he's a giant. Big dude. Yeah, exactly. I keep trying to tell him, like, you, you look bigger in the biker shorts. That's what I told him. Right, and don't uncover your legs. Like, just you leave your legs open, yeah. you know what I mean? Or not open, but leave your shorts. Yeah, yeah. Let's be able to see shorts. these things. Yeah. <laughs> leave the shorts. But, uh, and then when he went out, and I actually got to watch him go out, he, uh, yeah, I got to watch it too. Thanks he, a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I couldn't watch him do it, do that to you, Chris. I, no, had, to, he, I had to leave. The bottom line is though, he looks so much bigger without the singlet, Yeah. you know, and, and as, and once again, like, listen, I can't make the stuff you can make, but I've always been, always been attracted to costumes and, and, and flash and larger yeah. than life. And you see a guy like him with, with a singlet on and it's like, you're not as big as you look. You're, you look not as big as you are with yeah, that on. So exactly. the concept of wrestling is always the bigger than you <laughs> the bigger are. You know? you are. When, I, when I talked to him, I told him, you know, when I look at you, you're the prof- when someone says they're a professional wrestler, that's what I imagine them looking like. Right, right, right. And so, you know, use that. You know? So did you give him that advice? Yeah, I told him, okay. I said, you're what I would want a wrestler to look like if I was going to, you know, hate him or, you know, love him. And, uh, I mean, he just looked huge when he was walking down exactly. the aisle and so when you get that kind of trust with the talent that's one of the best things in the world that you can have is trust with the talent like hey man trust me you're gonna look great right you know i'm not just telling you that because i made it no you're gonna look great because it's a team effort the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So um, tell us who else you make stuff for here in, the, in AW. Um, so many people. Uh, Max. So yeah. let's, let's go one at a time. So you talk about Max's MJF, obviously. Mm-hmm. Pretty much wears the same thing every time, right? right? Uh, you help him design that? Or kind of, how does it work when you work uh, with him? We started working with, I started working with Max uh, shortly after I got here. And uh, Max, is, it's, he knows what he wants, yeah. and you don't deviate from that. And, you know, I, I did once, and I changed the lettering on the back of his trunks, and, and he liked it. So that was a risk <laughs> well taken. But a funny story about Max, he, uh, we, were in, we were at Wembley. And he ordered three pairs of trunks from me, a red one, blue one, and a purple one. And so I did the red and blue because I thought the purple was for next week. So he picks up his trunks, and the show's already started. And he says, hey, man, where's the purple? And I said, I thought that was for next week. He said, no, the robe is purple. Like, and I didn't really even pay attention to the robe. I had to run back to the hotel through 20,000 people at this point that oh, were yeah. still outside. And... Uh, and somebody said, hey, that's the gear guy. You know, as I'm running by. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and uh, I grabbed his stuff because his, it wasn't put together yet. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know. Thankfully, you brought it with you. Oh, my God. Right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I got back there, and we got it made, and it was great. And he looked amazing. Uh, but, yeah, that was a, 
that's definitely a great uh, that's reminder. a high pressure you know there's a dream that a lot of us have where your music's playing and you don't have your gear on your music's playing your boots and the laces in them <laughs> i almost had that once it was in chicago I remember it was the uh I think it was the, the celebration for Le Champion, like year one in 2019. And Sandra, I was working Scorpio Sky that night, and Sandra was making something for me. And she thought I meant, like, she, I think didn't she think she realized I was on as early as I was. Oh, okay. And I was like, like Sandra, like, I am on next. I have to wear something. I yes. will put on my, no, no, almost done. Right. She literally is like putting them on as almost as my rain music was playing and they look great, but it was so much stress. I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Uh, right. I would have right. worn them next week. <laughs> but I mean, that's a high pressure gig for you guys. Yeah. Especially, you know, the, when the, when the uh, order comes in, yeah. you know, sometimes I get, uh, for instance, when Wardlow's uh, gear got stolen and, and I started getting phone calls from people I didn't know had my number. So, so his gear got stolen like before the show, or it was uh, before a pay per view. Is it that after the San Francisco, San Francisco loop? Right, and then gotcha. we went to wherever we went next is when we got there. Sacramento, I think, maybe something like that. And yeah. then, so I started getting phone calls from like you know just people I I know from the company, but I didn't know they knew who I was. You know, right, right. like in a Wardlow needs something for dynamite or whatever it was and I, so like I'm calling around, I'm getting Wardlow's measurements, I'm looking for his. Uh, yeah, I'm doing this in a hotel room. You know, right. like that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, I don't get to go home. Yeah, you yeah. know, I have to do this on the road. So I, I get I get everything gathered up. It was a beautiful singlet, and he had a street fight, and he didn't wear it. <laughs> I won't mind. I don't mind saying I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. It's like guys, but but you must be like. That's another thing too, like being a wrestling fan, and obviously being in the Navy, which is very regimented and yeah, very strict. Exactly. Coming into wrestling. Are you getting attuned to stuff like that happening all the yeah, time? It's great because, you know, sometimes uh, there'd be a, something on the ship that would wake you up. Yeah. And then sometimes in wrestling, there's something that'll wake you up. Yeah. And I'm in, you know, and, uh, and I tell people all the time, like, you know, I, I love a good challenge. And that was a challenge for me. Could I get his singlet done in under like 13 hours? N not being at my shop or not being anywhere like that. I've done the same thing for Thunder Rosa, made it in a 24 hour turnaround, you know, for the show. And, I enjoy that challenge, uh, and I think in order to succeed, you have to be passionate about it because it sucks sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't love you back, <laughs> so <laughs> you have to you have to kind of you know get to really I love. I think it. a lot of people too. Like that's one thing for me, like working with seamstresses for so long. Like for example, in in, in WWE, I don't know if you if you heard the name of Julie and Taylor, mm -hmm. the sisters. Mm -hmm, I do. Undertaker used to call them the Harpies. They would just <laughs> sit in the corner, <laughs> but they made the the famous you know Shawn Michaels gear, all of my Y2J gear, and, wow. and you know early up to 2005 with the meticulous diamonds and jewels and gems because that's what I wanted at the time. Absolutely. Now I don't ha really have that anymore. I found that style of pant that I gave you that black kind of loose. Mm -hmm. I like that look after having years of spandex i wanted to have something a little bit more yeah. sleek but they made all of that stuff constantly and were always yeah. kind of coming up with new ways to top like you look at sean's stuff oh, in the yeah. 90s yeah they were topping each other every time yeah. you know? sean michaels had some of the best gear it's ever and all time yeah. and he's you know those ladies are amazing yeah you know i couldn't even begin to scratch the surface of being as good as them mm -hmm. because they've been doing it for so long and they've right. worked with some of the legendary talent in the business and i and i hope that they recognize that yeah. you know because you know i, I recognize yeah, that, yeah, you know yeah. and uh i used to pester sandra all the time i'd be like hey did you ever make like razor ramones gear or anything you ever know like owen hart or brett or any of those and did she have any stories like that Cause i forgot that she worked for WWE. Yeah. she prior she, to me being yeah, there she um she made some of eddie guerrero's gear yeah 
And like that was it for me. I was like, <laughs> really? I was like, oh no. I was like, I wish I, you know, could have had that opportunity. For sure. But there's people that, you know, I never thought I'd work with Chris Jericho. I never thought I'd work, you know, with Soraya or you know any of the other bigger names. You know, John Moxley's another one. Totally different vibe. So what's Mox's vibe? Talk yeah. about that. He doesn't, he, doesn't tell you yeah. he doesn't tell you anything. He just says, our, our, the length of our conversation is this. Hey, if I bought some pants, could you make them cool? Sure. And then like 10 <laughs> pairs of pants show up to my house. <laughs> and then I just kind of do whatever I want. So how do you make Mox's pants cool? Uh, we, you know, I put his name with the blood splatter. And, uh, and then I'll do the, you know, their logo on the other side. Or we did the Bengals tribute. Uh, you know, I did like what's on their um, football tights. Uh, and it's just, it's just, oh, hey, Bengals. Just, oh, yeah, the okay. Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. And uh, he, he just gives me free reign. And I haven't, the only time I tested him was I made maroon ones. And maroon pants, and he wore them to his credit. Because uh, Renee liked them, <laughs> I don't think he had a choice. <laughs> Go through the white, right? absolutely. I was like, you know, these would look really good on John. That's a great call. If I bought a bunch of pants, could you make them cool? <laughs> That's that was it. Easy money. <laughs> and then ten pairs of pants are in my house. <laughs> Again, I didn't even remember we had had that conversation until the pants showed up. Right, right, right. I was like, who the hell did I order ten pairs of pants from? When and why? Yeah. And uh, it was it was John, and then uh, you know I worked with uh, Brian Danielson. So talk about with Brian. He's one of those guys who he has a certain look, and he doesn't like to deviate from it too much. And we go uh, exactly what he wants. If he wants uh, Seahawks colors, that's what he gets. If he wants more of a Blackpool Combat Club vibe, that's what we'll do. Or if he wants to go back to just the American Dragon, that's what we'll do. And he has another maker. I, forgive me, man, I forgot your name. But he, he, uh, he does really, really, really good work. Hmm. And so trying to top him... It's, it's always, you know, anybody who comes to me from someone else, I try to top them. Because you want to get the gift. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure, you know, there's sure. so many good makers out there um, that I've worked with from uh, Global WrestleWare to Clint to uh, uh, Lucha Lady to Break Night Creative, Clothed by Ali P. It's, these are the people that, you know, you really, um, it, they're in the same field as you. And you want to, you know, make good contacts sure. with them and stuff like that. And, you know, they ask me for advice all the time and... You know, if you ask me on Twitter in my DMs, I, I haven't answered them because I have like over a thousand that are unread. I gave up. <laughs> you know, yeah. I gave up. I'm, I have no problem saying I gave up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So basically, when you're here, Clinton, you are the two... Mm -hmm. Is there any of the seasons that work on other days? Uh, no, it's just me and him right now. Gotcha. Uh, but we are... Um, we're in the hunt for another one. The show's growing. So we're in the hunt for another one. And so how do you how, how do you guys like decide who gets whose gear? Does someone just say specifically, "I want to talk to you, Chris," or "I want to talk to yeah, you, Clint"? Um, me and Clint are uh, we have a great dynamic. Uh, there's only a few customers that we know. You know, those are my customers. Yeah, you know? yeah. But anybody can come to either of us, and and we don't we don't uh, you know, argue over stuff like mm -hmm. that. But you know, we have our guys, and 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 you know, we usually stick with that. Usually, when someone new comes in, they'll stop by and say, "Hey," and you know. Uh, Adam just showed up, so we'll, you know, 
And he's been, yeah, he's obviously. He's been going to main event, I think, for a long time. Right, right, and so, right. And, that's, and Robert does amazing work over there. It, I mean, you know, there's so many great makers. You know, even if I haven't met them, I know them by their work. And right. I think that's, you know, that's a tribute to their work. You know what I mean? That I would know their name by So that. when you're talking about fabric, for example, like the newer stuff that I got, because whenever I change from heel to babyface and vice versa, yeah. you want to make a little bit of a nuanced difference. I have a girl called Kate Lomax who makes all my jackets for Fozzie and yeah. AW in London. Yeah. She actually delivered one of the jackets. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But her stuff is so much based around the jewels and the spikes and the colors. So then I was just trying to get, well, what jackets do I have? Because I, I cycled them through. Mm -hmm. This was a Fozzie jacket, but no one's ever seen it in AEW. Oh, this okay. This was an AEW because no one's ever seen it in yeah. Fozzie. So then I cycled them through. And that's why I have this new idea. It's like, well, I've got a great red one. I've got a great green one, a great purple one. Yeah. I'll go see Chris to kind of make some adjustments to these to these tights. So that's a twofold question. One... Do you do the 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 jewels and all that sort of stuff? Because it seems like that's very meticulously yeah. done with the little yeah, tweezers the and, all that. and all that. I do all that stuff. Have, have you done those for anybody here? Um, uh, Sky Blue ah. helps me. Well, she makes the stuff, though, doesn't <laughs> she? she? See, I cheat all the time. Like, I'll give her the stuff and right. she'll bedazzle it for me. But, like, Soraya's hardware or Ruby's hardware, uh, the eyelets on your pants, mm. those are all hand uh, hand set. Wow. Like, okay. so because there's a certain number you got to have. And I think when we did the purple ones, I was like, man, I'm gonna make this material sparkly yeah. instead of just plain. And so that doesn't come with eyelets in it already. So you have to custom make that. Mm -hmm. And so, and I made your belt and I, you know, but, uh, I think Soraya has got, she's got the most hardware on her, uh, set of gear. And uh, yeah, I do. I do it all unless Sky Blue is around, and I'll just slide it over. Her. She had a friend that used to come too that they would just sit there and they'd take the little tweezers and <laughs> put the jewel on, and you got to push it down. Like it takes a long time to get that done. It takes so long, and it's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, mean, I I love doing it, but it's so annoying. And because sometimes half the time you don't have the right crystals or they're different sizes mm -hmm. or something like that, and people put them on the wrong uh, materials. You know, you can't put crystals on certain materials that just right, peel right. off <laughs> you know it doesn't the glue doesn't set but you know and i have nieces that also look at crystals and tell you know they're they're wonderful especially uh especially my oldest niece uh, niece, niece mia she uh she takes an interest in art and stuff mm -hmm. like that so she's always looking at crystals and colors and stuff like that so so where do you find the material for i mean i remember back in the day talking about lenny's mom karen she mm -hmm. would have to go to whatever it was called you know the fabric plus or whatever and then and she, when there was this, always a spandex section yeah, absolutely they get a new shipment and i'll go down there see if anything anything's cool yeah. obviously now with the internet it's not quite probably that right. difficult but like where do you look to find new and cool stuff because i'm sure you always kind of have to be searching for that i i use like spandex world blue moon fabrics uh etsy is a big one uh they have um i think it's like alex la fabrics or something like that i order a lot from him um, on the road, if I get an emergency, it's Joanne Fabrics all the way. Mm. I, I'll go right to Joanne's. I'll call uh, John, the other driver. I'll call him or I'll call Boz and I say, hey, man, I just got this order. We got to go to Joanne's and you know, we'll work with what's there. <laughs> when, did, when did you have to tell me the Joanne's story? They had to get a quick order done. Oh, man. There's been, qu there's been quite a few. But, I mean, the one, the one that was most stressful, I think, was I think it was a battle of the belts. And it was for Thunder Rosa. And, she, like, something had happened and she didn't have a new set. Or something ripped or something. Anyway, I, I told Boz, I said, hey, man, we got, we got to make this happen. We have to make this happen. And uh, we got it done with just the materials they had there. They have a pretty good selection. 
Um, but ordering online is usually much easier for me because they, they have all the stuff that you can't find in the store. Places like Chicago and New York, they have uh, big, big fabric warehouses that you can visit. And then uh, you can put as much as your suitcases will fit and take it back home. So it's one of those. Let's talk about like a, a day in the life for you when you come to work. Because obviously, like we mentioned, there's some plans. Of, like, can you have this done for next week? Right. So when you get here, what exactly is it that you do? Because today, so you said you had an easy day, so that's where we're going to do the day. podcast. Because I thought, day. there's probably no way he's going to be able to do this during a show day, yeah. but we are. But tell us for other show days that might be a little bit busier. So I usually start, you know, Wednesday morning or even Tuesday night. Um, I can get to the town and get to the hotel. I usually have a few text messages. I carry my sewing machine in my bag with me for like last minute alterations at the hotel if somebody's got an appearance or something like that and um check my messages for the day there's things that you know you're going to do every day when excalibur's here i got to get his his stuff ready for him to be on tv or no no his like his shirts and you know iron shirts like part of your job as well jr is the same way if you need something ironed or you know christian gets his turtlenecks iron you know what i mean it's annoying but (laughs) but 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 i do it Uh, but you know, we'll get that out of the way, and then uh, somebody will say, hey, I got a rip right here in this seam. Can you stitch it up for me? Or uh, my knee pad's coming loose, or my kick pad uh, elastic is worn down. I'm a big, can you cut the sleeves off of can this? Can you cut the sleeves <laughs> We probably cut more shirts in a week. Because, you know, and it's tough, too, because we got to cut them all differently, especially yeah. for the girls. Some guys want <laughs> them different ways. The girls, yeah. so how do you cut them for the girls that's different? Oh, it's, uh, you know, we'll, like, V the neck out or oh, make it low you. cut or something like that. Or, you know, like... Um, Austin Gunn is is the is the one with the shirts. Him and Juice have the best shirts. I do Austin's, and uh, and he, he makes me iron it every week. And I, I just think he does it to rib me for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um. And then we'll and then we'll um, we'll just sit through the show and make sure you know last minute. Oh, uh, Brit's you know knee pad sleeve or yeah sleeve needs to uh, be tightened. It's falling down and she's barely walking around slide it off we'll do that right there put it right back on her music's playing she's going out can't do it quick yeah and that's that, I think that's the the best part of this job is how fast can you do it is the quality TV quality and did you do it to the best of your ability and I love that challenge I love mm. it when somebody at the very last minute oh I got a hole in this right. you know I got a and then it's happened it happens nearly every week mm. you know because you guys get here and we're on your time you know what I'm saying you got things you've got to do mm-hmm. and so if you don't realize you got a hole in your pants until you put them on, well, you can't go out there with a hole in your pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so uh, I, think that's the, I think that's the most misunderstood, misunderstood thing about this job is people think, oh, I can make clothes, I can make gear. Yeah, but can you do it and, rep, the gun. Uh, and rep it out yeah. like, we, like Clint and I do and the WWE girls do? Like, you know, one of the guys, you know, um, uh, he's in Japan. His name is uh, Soy Takeda. Like, He's the best gear maker in the world, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like his work is so clean, so crisp. A lot of the Bullet Club guys get his. Their There's stuff a guy in there, there called Hayashi that Ray Mysterio's working uh, yeah. since the nineties. I remember yeah. this little kid used to come making stuff. <laughs> he's still there. It's like he's still got Hayashi. You know, when you find someone that you like, you stick with them. You know, right? And you, and then they get to know you, and try to get to know the talent. Try to get to know who you're working with. You know, because if you make something, and it doesn't go well. It doesn't get on TV, right? 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 You know what I mean? And you don't want to. You don't want to look bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I always, you know, put my best foot forward and try to, you know, because you're out there with them. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, your stuff is the first stuff That's they your see. Stuff. Yeah, and you know, God forbid something pops loose. 
Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's the worst part of it. You know, and, and that's the thing, like you said, yeah, something that you make felt like, I remember this one time when, uh, you probably heard of this, the guy's name was, uh, he was working with Zack Ryder. Oh, um. What's his name? Rory, Rory Fox. Rory Fox. <laughs> Mailbox Rory Fox. Yeah. His name was, yeah. Yeah. And this poor guy, I mean, you've seen it happen before. Absolutely. He's in the ring, and uh, Zach is working with him, Cardona's working with him, and this poor guy's tights just literally exploded. Just, and when evaporated. I say exploded, it exploded all around his waist, and it looked like a freaking, like, yeah. like just the waistband with some strands, <laughs> and the guy was sitting in the corner holding his ball bag. That's all you could do. It's all he could do. <laughs> I remember he had to do, do this match, and like that thing, Zach had to give him like a sunset flip. You could see the guys just like, oh, no, oh, like, no. They showed that thing, that poor guy, over and over. I remember Julian Terry was laughing so hard. I like, said, what happened? She said, it just must have just deteriorated. Just went, Poof. Yeah. Like, that seems just was probably not happy that day. Absolutely that, and probably fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably got him 22 years earlier, whatever it was, but that is what you do not want to have. Uh, no. No, you know what's no. interesting? I was just looking this up. There's a great gear maker called Fleur Themeyer. She's a famous, famous gear maker with like from the from the seventies and eighties, uh-huh. Kiss and Motley Crue and oh, wow. Jagger and Blondie and wow. you know Liza Minnelli and Rod Stewart. Like she still to this day makes all of this cool stuff, and it's like all the guys go to her because they right. know like let's get it from Fleur. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is she, that's an amazing catalog to have. Yeah. You know, like and once all you need is one. All you need is one person and to say something or get you to the right people. And, you know, I, I, I make no, I, I have no secrets. You know, I was young in the game when I got this job. I've done a lot of learning on the road with Sandra, with Clint. I've done a lot of that. So it wasn't like I had been around for 20 years. Right. No, no, I had not. Like, and, it, and I really... I appreciate the way I came in mm-hmm. because it was like, you're either going to do this or you're not. You get thrown in the deep end, man. Right. You're either going to do it or you're not. And so, and here I am still doing it. Yeah. So, and you know, I, that too. And you know, I'm proud of this job. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of what we do here. Well, you can tell you take it seriously. Yeah. Like when we started working together, that's one of the reasons why I liked working with this. Like, you know, send it to my hotel and then yeah. send you the, you know, the same pair. Yeah. I buy, buy 10 <laughs> pairs, but I send you to Denver and yep. Seattle or wherever the hell yeah, it was. Were. California was one of them. California. You know, and, and that, that's a sign of a pro. Like, send it to me and I'll get started, dude. Yeah, because like, it's, it. it's like, if you want it on this day, yeah. this is when I got to have it. Yeah, exactly. And so if, that, if, you're willing to, if you're willing to leave your house to send that to me, I should at least make the effort yeah. to come through for you. And that's how I operate. That's the way my father taught me to do things. Uh, you know, my mother instilled that in me. And, you know, and, and two, like, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the work. Yeah. You know, I enjoy the work. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Starting to wind down here. Um, the thing I was just thinking about popped in my head when we were doing the Jericho Appreciation Society, we were getting those patches made. Yeah. We put the patches on the tights, we put yep. the patches on the back of the white vests yep, for absolutely. Anarchy in the Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the red ones red for Red ones for uh, Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts, yeah. So, and that was one of those things where just bring your stuff to the arena yeah. and, and Chris can do it. So, how are you able to make these logos? These because they're big for the back of they're the vest, big, they're yeah, smaller yeah. for the front of the tights. Absolutely. We get those uh, printed. 
from just whatever company's close that we can get, and then we cut it out, and you know, we just use the artwork. Some of the stuff, um, like I made, I think I made you a custom Y two, uh, a custom. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so Y2J. Yeah, Y2J. Yeah, Y two J. Yes. Okay, I do the same thing. <laughs> and I made you a custom one, but I used the uh, vinyl cutter, the Cricut. The Cricut is a great tool to have on the road. It's a great tool to have in your house. Um, it, you know, cuts all the designs into vinyl, and uh, then you peel it, you press it, and it stays. I, I, I think I did a couple for you, maybe Hager too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Garcia as well. Uh, but we did Garcia's another one. That's just he's very particular. So what is he like? He's uh, he, he switched from trunks to pants. Right. And so he when gives he me these a pants. Sports entertainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He gave me these pants. And he said, "Bro, I don't know what to do." And then he sent me an example. And I was like, I got a picture it. of another. Yeah, a picture of another pair of pants. I was like, I got it. And then ever since then, every pair. Hey, man, you should do this. Hey, man, you should do that. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Usually when I get to you and you're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You know, and then I'll just go away. <laughs> I just go do the work. That's trusting your, your, your designer. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. The same thing I have with Kate with those jackets. I'm like, just, yeah. I need a new jacket. Yeah. Well, how about I do this? Great. Right. Right, hey, hey, Chris, I need some new pants. Well, how about we drive this way? Right. Done. Well, the thing is, is like when you order a pair of pants from me, I'm already thinking two more ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know if I get this right, I need to be ready. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'll, you know, I got another green that I'll show you. Mm-hmm. That if that's what if you want to go yeah, with that, we can yeah, go yeah. with that. You know, like you're always thinking two steps ahead, but you should never. The money's nice, mm-hmm. but look at the work. Because right. don't backload yourself and then start missing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. So uh, I always tell people the money's nice, but look at the work. Right. And so, because some of your pants take two hours. Uh, Wheeler Yuta's pants take four to five, just because of his, you know, the way it's designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max's stuff takes, you know, two and a half on a rough day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just time. Sure. You got to have time to do it all. Getting it right. Yeah, and getting it right, you know. You know? And I, I mean, I got a son. He, you know, I got to take care yeah, of him. Well, it's, 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 you're, in, you're, in a, you're in a word of mouth business yeah. in a vocation that's a very, very slim chance of getting hired. Right. Like, how many pro wrestling wardrobe designers are there on the road? Right. Two in WWE, two here? Yeah, there's, there's maybe three. I don't know, set, six mm-hmm. tops? Yeah, there's not a lot. Right. And, I, you know, I, and, I, and that's another thing. I love the competition of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's competition like, oh, you know, so-and-so's coming in. So I know so-and-so does their yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try to do their gear. And I get that from having my brothers, Mike sure. and Drew. It's competing all the time. How was yeah. it for you being on the road like this? I mean, it's not a lot, but you're still traveling somewhere different every week. It's never felt more natural Yeah, for me. Well, uh, you've been on the, you were on tour for 10 years yeah. in the Navy, so I can Absolutely. see that. I, went, I, I do not like to be one place too long. Yeah. Uh, home is nice. Kansas City. Home is nice. I uh, love that place. Uh, it will always be home, but man, you know, I, I just like to call it home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like yeah. to be other places. We're in, you know, Texas yeah. today. Life of adventure, right? And it's just one of those things. And how, how insane is it that I wanted to make money off of professional wrestling and now I do. Yeah, you do. This is your career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, a, it's, it's truly a blessing as my mom would say. She's, you know, make sure you're praying and you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my last few questions yeah. for you. What kind of advice did you get from Sandra? Cause she was amazing. What was Sandra's last name? Sandra Gray. Gray. Sandra, Sandra Gray. Great, great. Uh, one of the all-time greats. She retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she? Did you get advice from her along the way? I got advice. I got patterns. I got everything <laughs> I could get out of her. Uh, no, she. Um, she gave me the best opportunity that I've ever been given, and she gave. She left me with advice, and, she, and still gives me advice to this day. She is a saint. 
She truly is because she did not have to give me a chance. She did not have to um, teach me everything that she did. And we had fun. That was the best thing. The work was great, but we had fun. And uh, she made this, she made the transition out of uh, the counterterrorism world that I was in. Uh, she was in the military too? I know I was. Oh, but gotcha. I was You're doing counterterrorism work yeah. before I did this. And uh, she made the transition very easy for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll always be in debt to her for that. So, That's amazing. Uh, last question for you, man. What's your favorite costume you've ever made? And what's your favorite wrestling costume ever? Is the one that stands out for you? Uh, my, man. So my favorite costume I ever made. Hmm. That's a good question. Just based off of uh, how big the moment was, I put a lot of heart and soul into Soraya's Wembley gear. Wembley, yeah. I put a lot of heart and soul into that and because I wanted it to be so special for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's probably my favorite one that I've made. And then my favorite gear that I, even in today's game, I like simple stuff. I like simple stuff, too. Like, it's one of those things... You could look at Orton's gear. His gear's always badass. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very simple. Yeah, it's a pair of pair shorts. Trunks. A pair, a pair of trunks, yeah. But they always look so good. And then um, you look at Bailey's gear with all the buckles and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that's amazing, too. Uh, but I think I like FTR's gear. It's simple. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I made them a couple sets. And they went to Japan. I did their, uh, when they went to Japan, I oh, did their cool. set. And we did the FTR in uh, Japanese lettering. Ah, so nice. I thought that that's another one that's probably one of my favorites. And uh, thanks to those guys for that opportunity. But yeah, man, uh, I always love what's next. Yeah. yeah. Like what's the, who's outfit? You know, we got, I got stuff cooking for MJF since he's on this nice little run. Like <laughs> he's probably got in his phone every three months. He needs a new pair of tights, right? <laughs> Lately it's been every week. <laughs> you know, I told him you're killing me. Is man. there somebody here you can't wait to work with in AEW? Um, Hmm. Mentioned Edge before, or uh, I, I mean, if Adam ever needed anything, uh, Christian, mm-hmm. you know, I worked with Luchasaurus and he was great, so you know, you get Christian. I worked with Brian Danielson, I love working with Ethan Page, he's probably the easiest customer mm-hmm. I have, he's probably the nicest. He's just then the guys, you know, I love working with him, and we do different stuff. He's another one who trusted me to change his style, yeah, yeah, he's another one, so. But uh, yeah, I'd say Adam. That had All to be right. Adam. Like if he ever he 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 ribbed me when he first got here. He scared me. Like I thought I was out the door. Like <laughs> he came over. It was in Kansas City. He comes over. I hadn't introduced myself to him yet because you guys are always talking to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I won't bother you. You mm-hmm. know. And so he just like locks eyes and gives me the death stare. And I was like, Oh, I'm gonna meet Adam. You know. And I go to shake his hand and he didn't shake my hand. Oh no. And then he starts yelling at me. He's like, you think you're too good to come introduce yourself to me? Who do you think you are? You know, you know who I am? And I'm, I'm backing up like, what am I? You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to disrespect you. You're always so busy. And then he started laughing. And then I stopped sweating, you know, because I was going to, I, I was ready to pack my stuff and go, you know, but that was great. You know, it's so funny. The one last thing is I remember Julian Terry used to say that like, we know everything that happens around here. I go, what do you mean? She, she goes, we know all the gossip. Why? She goes, because no one ever thinks we're here. Yeah. We just sit here doing our work and we stay quiet. Everyone's talking around us. We know everything. We know who's banging who. We know who's stabbing who in the back. We know who's got plans for what. Listen, all I want to say is if you see the clothing racks, just be quiet as you go by. <laughs> That's all I mean. That's just a public service announcement for all the boys and girls. If you, if you see those clothing racks, just be quiet as you go by because we are there. <laughs> you know, so. Thanks, dude. Chris, thank you so much. It's an honor.